Hello and welcome back to the Ski Racing Podcast with me, Ed Drake. Uh, ben, the prince of the holidays, Clark, is uh, back after a, uh, I was going to say well-deserved break, but I feel that's cut far too kind for your first pod of 2022-2023 World Cup winter season. Mr. Clark, uh, Marcel <laughs> has swapped places with you. He's now on holiday. Uh, I think you should both... Uh, be a little bit more committed to the uh, free work you do for the Ski Racing Podcast <laughs> <laughs> and and schedule your holidays accordingly to the winter season. Ben, welcome to, is this Series 6? Do you know what? I, I don't know. Series. I was going to say, I'd call that a well-earned break after six series. <laughs> yeah. of hey, you have had more holidays. <laughs> it's not been the first time you've been on holiday. <laughs> Shh. Um, anyway, I don't, you could, there's only so much you can say about this as the, the man recording from uh, uh, afar. Is it Barcelona you're in? Yeah, I'm in Barcelona. Sit, sitting in sitting in rainy southeast London and you're living yeah, it up mate, in Barcelona. It's been 21 degrees today. I've been living, living my best life. Um, and you're, yeah. that's the reason all the races get cancelled. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> it's been a little longer um, since we last spoke on the podcast, as we've had uh, plenty of cancellations. Obviously, no lectures last weekend. The parallel was cancelled momentarily, like we might get that one away. Uh, and then obviously we've had both the men's and women's races from the uh, much anticipated speed races in Chavinia and Zermatt, Chavinia Zermatt, obviously combo race. Um, so yeah, bit of a bit of a shame. It's gone back to what it used to be many moons ago before they started to try and cram this period in. Uh, and maybe I don't know. Maybe it's not right to do that anymore. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. We we chatted about it uh when, when we met up to say do, do we need to try and fit more speed races in possibly in north america where they have that uh seemingly never-ending supply of snow does that part of the season does that leg of the tour need to be a bit longer as trying to fit early season speed races in when when i first saw the dates of those i, I thought it was always going to be a bit of a stretch to get them in obviously you know Zermatt isn't the lowest resort in the world but the races early in the season are, are always liable to for, for cancellation obviously Solden we know yeah. has very dodgy weather um, but generally has the snow but other races the season season seem to be shifting a bit that you get a really early snowfall and then it gets really warm uh, and that's obviously, as you know, terrible for speed racing. Yeah, um, it's always and- a it's always a push, isn't it, to get those Solden races away? Tends to be, um, it's just volatile on glaciers at this time of the season, isn't it? You get, uh, I don't know, glaciers have ext- weather extremes, don't they? Due to the, due to their their height, so it it was always going to be a big push and a risk to try and do it. But obviously, they thought they could get it done. But yeah, look, I mean, all the teams—well, not all the teams, but a lot of the teams at the moment are training out in uh, Copper Mountain, aren't they? I think by the looks of people's Instagrams, they're all over North America having some mega training. And you're like, well, if they're getting mega training, why don't we turn it into some mega racing? If you're wanting to stick some extra speed races at the start of the season, especially North America, you know, it's another, it's a, it is a market that FIS are trying to um, tap a little, I don't know, tap's the right word, but, but certainly do a bit more in, aren't they? With look at, look at the expansion of the calendar into North America for this winter. Yeah, it does seem a bit strange when they have probably the most famous skier in the world right now in, in Schifrin, 
from North America. They've had Lindsey Vonn, they've had Bodie Miller, they've had like a sustained period where one of the me- mega stars of the sport is yeah. from the the states or you know that the, the kind of North American continent. So you, you would think they would try and get a few more races in there. And, and the discussion we were having with with Marcel was, should they have just a block? Uh, you know, a few months in North America yeah. at this time of year, perhaps. Yes, it might mean Solden doesn't get to be the 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 you know curtain raiser, or we might miss some other events. But it, you know, if we're talking about the sport being greener and more carbon neutral and those kind of things, rather than flying backwards and forwards between Europe and and the states, it'd be interesting if they toyed with the idea of just putting a block at the start of the season, have a have a couple months in the states or a month and a half or so fit in all the races they can there obviously without trying to break all the speed guys with with too many downhills and then head over to Europe you know we've heard Schifrin and and some of the North Americans talk before about how tough it is spending that kind of period away from home make it a bit fairer then to have a a, a, a longer leg of the tour in, in in their part of the world um and then obviously cut down on a lot of the flights that um are the reason that the uh the uh, planet's so warm at the moment yeah also but you know what what's it the calendar seems to be obviously early but we t- we do finish quite early i was watching a podcast a um instagram live that travis ganong was doing i can't remember who it was with um and they were talking about you know, he goes back at the end of the World Cup season. World Cup finals, the end of uh, what are they? Uh, Mid March, normally. I think it's the second or the third week off the top of my head. I can't remember in March. And it's like, well, he goes back and does another month and a bit of skiing. And you're like, well, we could. Why don't we swing the calendar a little bit and have a bit more time? But anyway, it is what it is, isn't it? Just a bit of a shame for cancellations. The, the athletes are reading, reading, and raring to go. As are we. Um, but what can we do? It gives you more time off, doesn't it? Is that, have you got a hand in this? I mean, I, I continue to do my other job um, while while the uh, ski races get cancelled, but it does <laughs> it does mean that my 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 brain is slowly filling up with stats. I don't have anyone to tell about um, and, and weather <laughs> forecasts of how warm it's going to be in ski resorts. <laughs> but I think the people at my other job have enjoyed having that information just randomly uh, sent in their direction at any given moment. But That's true, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a massive shame. I, I was looking forward to to kind of getting back and and getting straight back into some some ski racing but it is it is what it is and fortunately we've got some racing this weekend to look forward to yeah we are in levy for women's double slalom action it's it's absolutely perfect over there everything looks great it's all it seems to always be good it's one of the best races i think i love that race watching that race it's a real shame that the men don't go back there anymore but again makes since covid they've decided to make it a women's only which i guess makes sense two races to go all the way out there rather than both having one each but um just before we get on cross onto the women's action, a couple of injuries again. Big, big shame, big, big, uh, big bit of bad news for the Austrians is Mr. Max Franz has done himself a serious injury. Looks like a double leg break, and one of them's a compound fracture. Um, and so out in out in Copper Mountain as well, I think, wasn't it? So that's another another blow to him and his season as as well as the Austrian ski fans as a whole. Yeah, that was that was a big one. Obviously, people who've been listening to the podcast for a while know I've got a bit of a soft spot for for Crazy Max. Um, he hasn't always had the 
the the the best of luck injury wise he'd had a kind of back problems and a, and a strange heel injury that had really caused him some problems in in the last few years that we that we talked about but he had had some some reasonably good success early season and picked up some of his podiums in that kind of North American leg of the tour so he would have been really looking forward to that and, and trying to make a big statement this season um because that that you know that speed team once you get past those first couple guys from Austria once you get past Meyer and Kriegmeyer occasionally it can look a bit thin and Max yeah. has always been the you know one of the 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 stalwarts of that team even if his form's a bit erratic you always want to see what happens he's one of those exciting racers that you know it it, it could be it, it could be terrible it could be amazing but you you really want to watch what he's going to bring to the table so hearing the news of that injury was yeah was really was really gutting and it doesn't matter who it is whenever you hear injuries like that it's, it's you know it's, it's really worrying and always brings to light just what a dangerous sport the speed ski racing is um let's say for you know as you uh uh always like to tell me uh less less dangerous for us uh tech experts but yeah uh, yeah yeah you know doing all your turns going slow it's, it's just yeah you know it's just like to be safe um, you know, it is a real joking aside, it's a real shame, but I think, and I pray that we see him again right on the racing scene. But you know, that's a again, another serious injury. And in a guy who's coming towards, I don't know, maybe he isn't, but it feels like you know, he certainly is one of the elder statesmen on the tour. So it'd be a case of you know, I do hope that we see him back, uh, and he gets his racing, racing skis back on and, and can come and bring some crazy, crazy max magic. Um, obviously, you missed uh, the early pod with Solden, and um, just wonder what you what your take was of uh, of the result over in Solden, as as you expected. Uh, uh, you know, no kind, surprises. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it was just a big question of you know we we talked about the struggles Pantera had with being the the favourite those couple of seasons after Hersha retired and Christofferson struggled as well and the big question was okay Odomat was the absolute man last year now everyone's looking at him every single race saying can you do it will you dominate will you dominate can you do exactly what you did last year with t- 10 times more press and all of the pressure on you and apparently the answer uh, week one was yes, <laughs> I <think it> was <laughs> yes course. from him he said of course I can why would you ask such a silly question um so yeah it was it, that was that was really good to to see he was he was ready to go again absolutely gutted they they couldn't run the women's race because I thought that would have been a an absolute blinder to get an early peak at, at, yeah, at Schifrin's form Tessa Worley's form Exactly, exactly. I don't, I can't, I don't know who Marcel picked on on my behalf. I, I had a lot of messages saying he was going to get to do my pick. So uh, I'm sure anyone listening will know if it's not Tessa Worley uh, for any GS race ever, then it's probably a lie. Uh, do you think? Do you think that the Giant Slalom Men's Tour is a one horse race? Not yet, not yet. I mean, you know, Odomat's in- incredible, but I wouldn't say it's only going to be a, a, a one-horse race. There's there's other guys out there that that can pull out results. I, I guess the the difference is those other people you'd be looking at putting in results here and there will probably end up taking points off each other, which might suit Odomat. Like if Odomat can show the consistency that he did last season of just never messing up or just always either being first or second in pretty much every race of the season then yeah obviously no one's going to be able to touch him but obviously we've seen the the likes of Bratton and, and McGrath and do you know fellow when he gets it right on certain hills can can be awesome I know 
Marcel's not with us, but P- Pantro's has that kind of ability, like in, on certainly on some of the tougher hills, he used to be unstoppable. Whether or not he's lost that kind of belief in himself that he can do it, or that risk taking that he used to have, um, there's there's people there that can win races, um, but I'm I'm not quite sure if if anyone's going to be able to stop Odomat if he continues to do what he's been doing so far. But we know those Norwegians absolutely uh, love it. And they had, you know, they're just bursting through with with talent and aggression and, and everything you want. So it'll be really interesting to see if they can keep kicking on from where they were last year. Yeah, you, I think you, you're right. But you've got to keep, they've got to keep the pressure up on uh, on a certain Mr. Odomat. But, you know, we saw we saw good stuff, didn't we, from Christofferson, especially on that second... Actually, both runs. He just made a mistake on the first run. Second run, they were within a couple of hundredths of each other. Kranich obviously was in second, and uh, and he was skiing really well. But I think it's going to take... It's going to take almost the perfect performance from other people to take the victory away because he it looks like Odomat's also pushed on it doesn't seem like he's just rested on his laurels over the summer the guy you know fresh off the back of a nice big uh, long deal with uh, Stokely of you know they've backed him and they're pumping everything they can into the guy and rightly so but I look at it at the moment but the men don't get to race tech uh I've just I've realised I've I've sent myself down a rabbit warren here, but I think it will be Valdezair. Well, it is is the first men's tech. We've got Lake Louise, Beaver Creek, and then is it back to Valdezair? Correct. You have been learning your calendar. Uh, well, it's taken a while. I, I did used to do it. <laughs> but, <laughs> granted, not on the tech side. Um, I was going to say you'd be like, "That's my weekend off." Yeah, yeah. Feet Lake Louise, Beaver Creek, and now I'm just going to take a little time off until I get <laughs> no. down to Valgardena, which is all the important stuff. But uh, yeah, so the men have got a little bit longer. They race not this coming weekend, the following weekend, Lake Louise. They've got downhill and super G. The women are in North America as well. Um, they do GS and slalom. But obviously, let's have switch our focus to this coming weekend's double slalom, as we said, under the lights out in Levy, racing for reindeer. Uh, are the best women in the world. Last year, to remind you, it was a mirror po- podium, wasn't it? Uh, day one and day two. Vlahova, Schiffer and Durr were the one, two, three on both uh, events. So, Mr. Clark, um, a similar question, I guess, to, uh, to to my question about Solden and Giant Slam for the men. Do you think it's going to be business as usual at the top? of the women's slalom standings. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a big year for, for Schifrin in terms of how she responds to how dominant Vlahova was in slalom last year. Um, Vlahova showed, you know, would, moved away from uh, her old coach, didn't she, and, and went basically mostly slalom. Did, yeah. did the GSs, but appeared to be Very solely focused on winning there, yeah. that Slalom, slalom Globe and, and nothing else. So after having a kind of three or four year spell of trying to get the big globe, it was like, okay, you're amazing at Slalom. Let's just make sure you dominate that. And, and last year she did. Like, um, like you said, those uh, flavor won, I think, both last year. Um, and I was, again, looking looking back through, my, through uh, the, the previous winners and you have to go back to 2014 to find someone that wasn't Schifrin or Vlahova winning this Levy slalom. So it's um, hard to look past either of them. What, 2014, you say? 
2014-15 season, yeah. Oh, who's that going to be? Um, it's... Say retired on top. Probably the easiest uh, way to describe that person. Hosp? Nope. One more guess. Uh, Reesh? Nope. It was Tina Marza. Um, he went out on top of the overall standards, didn't she? Yeah, she, yeah, she smashed um, the overall, didn't she? Yeah. Uh, but she was, the, yeah, she was the last person that wasn't Schifrin or Vlahova to win in Levy. So you'd have to say it's probably going to be one of one of those two. Like you said, we saw some good stuff from from Dua last year. Is she going to um, get her first World Cup win? She came so close. And obviously did a mega first run at the Olympic Games. And again, just hasn't been able to put the holy grail of tech skiing. She's just become a speed skier, do one run, and then you should be all right. But, you know, she's got to do two runs um, and yet to be able to do that on the, on the slalom tour. Are you talking about Dua still? Or, or yeah. Or you've gone on to... Uh, well, the next person I was going to mention was Wendy. Um, Wendy, Wendy. You could, basically, you could say the exact same thing about it in terms of getting that... T- you could get that yeah, yeah should we just segment. redo that whole segment, but um, just substitute Dua uh, for... Yeah, but <laughs> for Wendy, Wendy. I mean, and they're, they're so consistent, but, you know, that that women's slalom field is a, is quite a strong one. When, when you think of what Leansberg has done, what Gizin's done in recent years... And and it's just you still can't look past Blahova and Schifrin. Like they're they're so hard to get anywhere near. Um and especially on a slope like Levy, where it is a bit a bit flatter, so you, you are generating all of your own speed basically, and the mistakes come with just how aggressive you are on those yeah. on those rolls and, and how tight a line you can take in. And obviously yeah. Schifrin's got the touch no one else has and Vlahova seems to be able to get the angles um with those slightly longer levers and, and get the power down a bit more than anyone else. So the others all just seem to be kind of fighting it out for for third. Um, you know, we've seen Schifrin and Vlahova make mistakes before, but Levy isn't really one of those places that elicits mistakes from people. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know what? I think if if Levy had been right at the end of last season, I'd say Lena Durr, you've probably got a good shot at picking her for the win, but you just don't know. She had that mega consistent year last year of top results and top performances, but you don't know how, because that was her first year of really being consistently good, you just don't quite know how to sort of try to predict if at all possible which we know you and i both neither of us are any good at predicting uh you, you just I mean, don't know I've got, I've got a glass trophy somewhere i was drinking out of uh in marcel's face that says otherwise <laughs> in comparison to other people uh yeah we're both terrible but in comparison yeah. to you and marcel i am incredible you're uh, you're the of... winner you, you know only as good as your of... last result <laughs> as, of, as of last year yeah, yeah. um but yeah i just feel like, I, I don't know i feel like it's a bit of a i'd like you know with my heart i would say i'd love to say that lena Dur could do it but i think for me it's just a bit too much of an anomaly to try and figure out how that consistency that was so good last season is able to transfer into into the yeah if you think about it, the year before that, it was it was Leansberg had had that breakthrough season and yeah. basically picked up all of those kind of thirds yeah. and seconds when whenever it was that that Schifrin or Vlahova didn't deliver. Um, obviously won the world champs, but then she had that you know 
by her standards, really slow start to the year and yeah. kind of didn't really pick up until the yeah. new year and then looked a bit more like her old self. So it'd be interesting to see if we see something like that from uh, from from Lena Dua this season in terms of trying to find that form back or you know try and work out what the what the what the magic pose was that got you into that position whether yeah. it's mindset whether it's set up or, or or whatever but it's you know levy's one of those races like you said it's it's always great to watch it the the scenery is amazing. it's always one of those times of year that it's most annoying as a, a fan and a person not there because you just get two weeks of solid uh ski racer instagram of like northern lights ridiculous scenery and all yeah, this yeah. stuff that makes you go oh i wish i was like uh working in the uh for fist or one of the teams or something so i could get out there and enjoy this kind of uh, amazing uh landscape that they they spend a couple of weeks in yeah i think but another couple of um before we get on to Doing, trying to do our best at picking out the winners. Um, Charlie Guest was 20th last year in one of the races. Uh, so looking, she she likes this place. And so hopefully she's able to put uh, a couple of decent results. Great way to kick off the season. Um, Ali Nullmeyer from Canada last season, just thought I'd pick her out. She was 14th in one of the races, one of the double in Levy last year. And she put in some cracking performances towards the end of last season uh, and another quality athlete looking for uh, a little bit more consistency to go with what is some mega raw speed that she's got under her belt. Uh, Anybody else that you're sort of thinking may be an outside shot with the right conditions and the right stroke of luck that could come along. You, you know, we do see a lot of good performances in from the back here because the snow out there holds up so good. Not necessarily people starting particularly far back, but other people I'm interested to see what they can do. Anna Swen Larson, is, was she injured last year? Did she get injured and, and have to come uh, back she, from it? She's someone who's, she who's put, skied she was, with the type of... I think aggression she was fifth. you think she was fifth yeah, in one she, of these last year wasn't she and then and then picked up a knock didn't she she's one of those people who has the the, the aggression that yeah. you probably need to 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 come through in levy because we've talked about before if you're just standing on your skis you're you're never getting anywhere near in levy like you have to take risks because yeah. you just have no kind of natural gradient to help you with um yeah interesting you, you mentioned charlie i had, had a couple of notes on there just to say but like really looking forward to seeing what she can do this year she ended the season i think 26th in the slalom standing which is like one place outside yeah. making finals isn't it so you know that would have probably frustrated her tremendously because she'd probably look back through the results and see where you could pick up the however many points shy she was yeah, throughout the season point or something stupid. and yeah and, and things like that that will that will eat at you a little bit in the off season but you've got a new year fresh start like you said she had a um a, a 20th last year and she'll want to be looking to get those finishes in the yeah, she in, switched in up the coaches teams. she switched coaches as well so and maybe a slightly sort of fresh look at um a fresh, uh, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, sometimes a switch in coaches actually works really well. Like you've got that consistent base, a fresh set of eyes looking at something, and and you know it can pick, be a, a tiny little change that one coach just sees you dropping your inside hand. We, we talked about that with Raposo for ages, haven't we? Not that we're bagging on Raposo with no GS in, in on the horizon for, for about, but do you know what I mean in terms of like something so. That's going to be my pick for Marcel, even though it's the women's race. Uh, he's, he's picking Charlie and <laughs> Um But yes. Yeah, so 
you're right like a, like a yeah a new coach could be could be good um could like you say bring in bring in something fresh um and i know uh one of the pods you, you guys had 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 paul on do, do we know if alex is going to be doing any slalom or if I think she's, she's just going to be i believe she's going to be gs i believe she's going but uh, that i'm not a hundred percent sure that was confirmed paul was a bit um wasn't quite sure i don't think they'd quite made up their minds or if they had they didn't he didn't want to put that quite out there but he was sort of being a bit coy about it so we'll see let's hope um so what do you think are you ready to stake put your stake in the ground yeah i mean are we, are we you know presuming we're allowed to pick one of the two very obvious ones i think so i mean i tried else. to i tried to pick <laughs> off peace and it just, I, i'm forever not getting it quite right. Love my Atley Atley Lee McGrath last weekend. I was sort of I, after the first round. I was like, yeah, this pick is going to come in. I was the only person that picked him. I was like, yeah, this is going to work. Didn't work. I mean, that's a great. That's a great shout. Um, but when looking at the the kind of women's field, I just can't see anyone that's going to go faster than Shifrin of Lahova. I mean, if, if you'll give me the first pick, I'll go. I'll go with Lahova. She's on the the biggest of of, of win streaks. Um, but it's, I mean, it could be a great battle between those two because you know just the battle for Levy alone. Lahova's got five wins. Shifrin's got four there. I mean, they're going to have their own full on troop of reindeer each by the time they retire father christmas only needs to visit those two to borrow some reindeer doesn't he exactly but between them they're sorted yeah um, <laughs> but go on so you're shivering yeah I'll, yeah I'll go I, yeah I, I think do you know what as i'm i'm gonna kind of force your hand here obviously almost if you're gonna say that i, I think it's gonna be double shivering i think um my, um, did you read all the stuff that came out with um, Vlahova talking about struggling with? Um, I was going to say focus, not focus, is motivation, isn't it? Did you read that stuff that she put out recently about how, um, yeah, off the back of, you know, Olympic success, uh, globe success, tr- struggling a little bit for motivation? Um, no, if I'd read that, I probably would have said double shivering. <laughs> yeah, so I, which is why I left that until after I've played, played your I've played, I played right into your hands. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, or I, perhaps she's just playing a really uh, excellent trick on telling everyone she's not motivated to let shivering think she's going to have an easy win, and then no. Well, yes, maybe, but I think you <laughs> know then, you wouldn't then... put it past the mind games, would you? We've seen plenty of mind games from Spygate to God knows what. We've, we've so, had, yeah, uh, we've had filming training. We've had, uh, I don't know. Talk. I think we, we spoke about this with the GS staff when we were picking the women for Solden, obviously before that got cancelled. Uh, and I feel like Shifrin, whether she says it or doesn't say it, I feel like she has a point to prove to herself, not to anybody else, because I don't think she really that bothered about. Maybe, you know, again, maybe deep down she does, but I don't superficially, I don't think she cares what anybody else has got to say about her. She's her results speak for herself, but I feel like she's got a bit of a point to prove to herself after a tricky, by her standards, tricky season last year. So I think she's going to come out swinging. And do you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if we see a couple of uh, Schifrin of old performances here and putting the others to the sword. Um, is my is that's where that's where I'm at with it. But I don't know, Vlahova, yeah, she's achieved everything she is. She's not very old. I can't think what how old she is off the top of my head. But I think she's only like 27, 26, 27. Whilst you're looking at that up. But she you know, she's not very 27. So I think she's not gonna be, you know, for her to say that now at 27, 
you know, we don't want to see her hanging up her boots because she can't get motivated. I think there's plenty of mega skiing out there. And I think that ding dong battle that her and Schifrin have had throughout most of both of their careers, as well as what is yet to come, you'd hope that that's motivation enough to become, you know, Schifrin soon to be, if not already the greatest of all time. Uh, are we going to see, you know, Vlahova, surely she wants to start putting up her name rather than just a, a legend of right now to become a, a legend that stands the test of time. You, you would hope, you would hope so. Um, but again, obviously we, we saw with, with Marcel Hirscher just got to the point where he'd won so much that it, it didn't motivate him anymore. Yeah. Um, and we've, we've, we've talked in, in, you know, the last couple of years to think of like, what would a, you know, peak, Marcel Hirscher do against the peak Marco Odomat. We don't even know what Odomat's peak is yet because he's still right at the start of his career. But we've, yeah. we've talked about those kind of things. And the thing we have with Schifrin and Vlahova is that they are both the same age. They have had their entire careers against each other. And, you know, Schifrin, yeah, will, will always go down as the, the the kind of probably better and better all-round skier. But the more wins Vlahova can rack up, the more her records will, will stand alone as a, you know, as a, as a slalom specialist or tech specialist in that, in that arena. Um, so yeah, hopefully she, she does. And, and like I said, like a, a poor-ish season by Schiffer and standards still had her getting nearly 1500 points in the overall, which is <laughs> absolutely imagine, hilarious. Imagine so, that being a terrible uh, score, a poor yeah. season. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I, I imagine she doesn't care at all what anyone says. Um, obviously she's talked and been quite outspoken about the, the likes of trolls and mean people on the internet who generally I don't think are actually voicing an opinion. They're just being morons um, and trying to get attention more than anything else. But yes, if the, you know, the probably slightly more detailed parts of the media that, you know, are analysing the sport are saying something's not quite right with her skiing um, might, might bother her. But at the same time, she's got a really close group around her. I think that that kind of support network she's got really works really well to, to kind of not necessarily keep it from her, but just make sure that she is in, in, entirely like confident in her own abilities and, and, and believes in herself, you know? Yeah. And they've got, and that of course, that... of course she listens to the ski racing podcast. She doesn't care what we say, but of yeah. course she listens. Oh, she, you know, there isn't a day that goes by when I don't get a message from Schifrin saying that we talk so much sense and that, you know, we, we need more airtime with our opinions. Um, <laughs> you know, hello, that's not true. She said we talk sense. <laughs> But uh, no, also the, the US girls have got a, tra- a great training setup, haven't they, with Maltz and see if she can push on as well as on the comeback with, um, oh God, you know, when it goes, your name goes out of your head straight, Nina O'Brien, there we go. Thank you, Brain. Uh, you know, with her on the comeback after the horrific Olympic injury and see if she's able to sort of, uh, I know she's more of a GS skier, but, you know, that little training pod that the, the US women have got uh, and some of the youngsters that, are, again, names are escaping me at this point present moment in time but that great little pod they've got um will be good yeah I, I think that's that's a good i'll be interested to see what happens with the the uh canadians this year um they had quite a good start to last season didn't they and they had some some pretty good performances but the i guess the the kind of stalwart of that team um Milzinski, i think retired at the end of last year didn't she so i don't think yeah. she'll be there this year no um and 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 then it's very much going to be on like you said the likes of ali normeyer and lawrence saint to really kind of drag that tech team to to the level 
Uh, Amelia where, Smart, where she, did, she did a couple of good results, didn't she? That was, I think, who pushed Alex Tilly out. Um, something's stirring in my head. Um, pushed her out of World Cup final spot, I think. So it'll be interesting to see her. And isn't didn't the other Canadian switch nationalities to the Germans? You are thinking oh on. you you're you're you 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 try and feel it's my turn now isn't it <laughs> what's her name again somebody else switching discipline so switching nationalities whilst you whilst you do your thing uh so yeah try you'll be in, yeah they've they've got a great little setup do you know what they, i look i I always look forward to Levy because the ski racing at Levy is always mega. The piece is always brilliant. And it's just the women have such a great showpiece to go and do their thing on and uh, get everybody going before they head off to Killington to do their GS and slalom, uh, which got positive snow control. Uh, I think it's been very green out there, but I think it's been um, pretty cold. So snow cannons are working around the clock to give us the depth uh, and peace conditions that we need uh ben have you managed to find our canadian friend or are we just going to wrap up we'll, we'll revisit that one maybe um marcel will tell us next time bro. marcel doesn't know anything he's not even here so you can't you, he knows nothing <laughs> the guy knows nothing um all he talks about is there's pantero that's that's all he knows about although he's i still- mean this is a slightly different tone than it was uh, a couple of years ago now, though. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> at, least, at least now we can pick him for the odd GS. Uh, yeah, we, we get a look in, although, him. you know, he needs to hopefully, he, hopefully for him, he pulls his finger out at some point soon as well, get, gets the best of Pantro back out again. Um, Senor Clark, do you have anything to add before we depart? No, let's watch some ski racing. I'm excited. It's going to be yeah. great. Can't wait to get some racing underway. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. And we can't wait for this weekend. And then we'll be back on track. Oh, uh, the Predictions League, uh, the link to the Google Doc will go live tomorrow morning, UK time, 9 a.m. UK time. Um, and that will be in the bios on Instagram, Facebook. And we will uh, see your picks and start collating our leaderboard as there's plenty of you at the top after all of you lot picking the favourite. Uh, until next time, bye for now. Ronnie Remy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs>